the living geek. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of Podcastica here on the Night of the Living Geeks Network. We are going to talk about the power of the Daleks. But before I do that, I would like to welcome in... Well, actually, my name is John, and I would like to welcome in my good friend, Taylor. Taylor, apparently I don't say my name on this podcast or any other podcast. <laughs> well, you are John. You are definitely that. I can tell you that for sure. Thank you. And I'm Taylor. <laughs> and I'm well. I Well, I don't know about that. I may be editing out some sneezes and sniffles. I might replace them with like a horns or something <laughs> in this episode. But overall, I'm doing well. Happy New Year to everyone. Um, my mind is shifted into galley gear. And speaking of shifting gears, I spent the weekend replacing the brakes on my car. Yes. <laughs> I'm sore. My back hates me with a vengeance. Oh, no. Yeah, it, it's it's doing better now, but I spent a good part of the afternoon after I got done just kind of like laid out on the couch with ice on my back, just trying to chill things out. Well, I as someone who is uh, who has many back problems, actually not not so much anymore, but uh, I, I feel your pain quite <laughs> literally. Yeah, it's it's no fun. It's no fun at all. Back pain. Um but you know what? It's done. That's what matters. I don't have any sort of like crazy vibrating steering wheel when I stop anymore. I got no complaints. And, you know, doing your own work is always preferable rather than chucking out a bunch of cash to have somebody else do it. Uh, that is uh, very true. Uh, I, that is <laughs> an excellent skill that you have. I, unfortunately, do not have that skill. So, uh, yeah. Um, I'm doing quite well. Uh, nothing too too interesting i you did mention galley and i am i am also in galley mode i'm very excited i think this is going to be this is going to be and i say this every year this is going to be a good galley but i have a really good feeling because i mean you and i this is this is a long time coming so this is this is seriously podcastica takes galley yes i'm i'm very excited i'm so pumped i put in for my time off I got it approved. Luckily, I am blessed to have a boss who is also nerdy, um, goes to Phoenix Comic Con, that kind of stuff. Um, so I'm I'm pretty stoked in that sense. Totally got the time off approved. My mind is already starting to move toward lists and like, oh, I should pack this. I should pack <laughs> that. I'm, you know, I'm going in a, I'm going into logistics mode, and at the same time, I'm looking at all the stuff. All the people, and I'm getting kind of overwhelmed. There's there is a lot of a lot of people. They keep announcing people as well. Um, we'll get into that. I mean, we might as well transfer right into who news because uh, we have okay. some new guests for Galley coming. And they the first thing before we get into the list is they announced that they've been trying to get somebody from the new series for a while, and it just hasn't worked out. But they're still trying. So yes, and and I. I think last time we recorded um, this, the, the what we're about to share was about to be announced, and they thought that maybe just a little while after that they'd have some new, you know, some current who 
uh, people to share, and that announcement actually hasn't happened yet. So they, they must be working back and forth pretty hard to make something come together. Yes. So uh, you want to you wanna crack into this list here? Oh my gosh, I would love to. Okay, so obviously there have already been a lot of people announced, um, but this most recent batch includes John Leeson, the voice of K-9, um, Jimmy V, who played the Mox of Balhoon and who now is the man behind the R2 unit. He is now oh. the, the man who plays R2-D2 because... Um, oh my God, his name completely escapes my head. I am not a nerd of any cred right now. Um, <laughs> but unfortunately the, the, the actor who originally played R2D2 was, was part of the great, you know, celebrity culling of 2016. Yeah. Um, uh, but it's kind of nice to see that somebody with some Dr. Who connections is, uh, stepped up to take that. This next one though, I'm really kind of excited about So this is really kind of cool. Um, Matt Irvine, who was a visual effects designer from Classic Who and who is bringing the original canine. Oh, that is Say, very interesting. What? Oh, yes. That is when I went back through uh, their announcement because I'm like, oh, I should write down the actual names instead of just being like, oh, some people are coming. Um, I saw that he was bringing it and I just about just about fell out of my chair that should be a very interesting if he gets his own like q a panel yeah right that should be very interesting i would really like to attend that if it doesn't clash sure. with anything else which knowing galley it will i'm yeah i'm all <laughs> yeah I'm, like i said i'm gonna be so overwhelmed at this point i'm gonna be like torn i'm not gonna know what to go to or what to do or what to buy I am, I'm going to be a mess and I'm going to try not to get sick in the process. Because, uh, yeah, I'm, I don't know. I'm going to bring a bucket of Zycam or something. <laughs> um, also, uh, who will be there? Uh, author John Peel. Uh, he, uh, I know he wrote some of the, the New Adventure novels. In fact, I think he wrote the first New Adventure novel to kind of fill the wilderness years once the, the series ended in 89. Uh, and... John, I know you were really hoping for somebody from class to be there, and I've, I've got good news. Oh. Someone from class will be there. Oh, awesome. Anna Schaefer. Who? who played <laughs> Dead Rachel. Oh. You yeah. know what, though? That should be interesting, because she was in the, the pilot and the second episode? I no. Oh, I'm well, sorry. She was in episode... Uh... It, she was technically in Night Visiting, I think. Yes. Because, yeah. Um, but yes, and, and when I saw that news, I, I think I tweeted at you that, you know, I'm just going to ask her if she's pissed off that uh, Ram seemed to get over her so quickly. Yes, right? <laughs> that would be a great question. You know, she probably was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, what the hell, Ram? Um, let's see. Also uh, appearing will be Chase Masterson, who... Um, most people might actually know her from Star Trek Deep Space Nine, but apparently she does work with the Big Finish audio. Yes, she does, and she's actually been to every Gallifrey that I have been to. Uh, that's yes, and I saw that like every one since like 2011. She is she's fantastic. She, I think I met her. I was with somebody else, and we were just randomly talking to her, and we saw her like an hour or two later, and she remembered our names. Wow, yeah. that's cool. 
cool. She's super personable. Uh, it's it's good stuff. She's she's a great nice. person. That's awesome. Yeah. And one other piece of news: um, uh, Mark Strickson, who played Turlo uh, in Classic, who he's actually had to bow out of the convention. I, if I remember reading right, he actually it does documentary filmmaking now, and there was just a scheduling thing that wound up clashing, and so he's like, "Look, guys, ah, I'm sorry, I can't make it." Yeah that that happened. Um, that happens, especially yeah. around uh, this time with their scheduling but i mean you know because usually some of them they book too far in advance and then they're filming something and then filming goes over and right yeah oh well it happens yeah yeah it totally does you know that's part of going to conventions i guess so um yeah exciting news coming out of galley and and i think we're gonna have uh a pretty intense few days yes we are it's gonna be great (laughs) It's going to be good times. Can't wait. All right, we got one other piece of Who News, and this is uh, kind of a little out of left field. I did not expect this, but Funko and Playmobil are teaming up to produce six-inch tall collectible figures of Ghostbusters, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Back to the Future, Willy Wonka, and Doctor Who characters. Excellent. I can uh, I can get behind this. This is I've see I saw some of the pictures. Uh, we'll have a link in the show notes. And uh, I might have to get a couple of these. Oh yeah, I'm. I'm sure. Th- speaking of Galley, I'm sure some of these will be at Gallifrey. Oh, I hope so. Definitely. Uh, like I need more collectibles. We actually just put up uh, some shelves here in the NOTLG Research and Development Center. Yeah. I have an entire shelf dedicated to Doctor Who, and. Uh, at the bottom of that shelf, I actually remember that little uh, name tag you gave me, uh, the John name tag. Oh, yes. I have that. It's it, it is sitting right below the oh, TARDIS. Yes. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. I don't yeah. know if I can actually fit any more Doctor Who stuff on it. So uh, it's time to go back and get some more shelves. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> so Taylor, this week. And if you can already tell by my voice, I have a lot to say about this. <laughs> Which might be good because it'll just save me from stuff that will like trigger a sneezing fit. <laughs> we watched The Power of the Daleks starring animated Patrick Troughton as animated The Doctor, animated Michael Craze as animated Ben Jackson, animated Annie Key Wills as animated Polly, animated Robert James as animated Lesterson, and animated Bernard Ackrard as animated Bregan. And it first aired November 5th to December 10th, 1966, and we have some story notes for y'all. Yes, we do. So um, uh, let me, I'll start, I'll start off with the first one here. Okay. Uh, this was the third story of season four and Patrick Troughton's first appearance as the Doctor. And we get the, uh, well, I mean, we'll talk about that a little later. Yep. Uh, Lesterson wonders if the Daleks have positronic brains. Uh, now, this was a concept first put out there by author Isaac Asimov and made popular by Data on Star Trek The Next Generation. Ah, I've heard of that character from that yes, show. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> he so, runs on Android. Yes. Uh, speaking of Star Trek, this story takes place on the planet Vulcan, and uh, Vulcan has mercury swamps. Yep. Yeah. 
I don't think this is the same one that uh, Spock and uh, Sarek and everyone. Oh, happens. no. There was a lot of not logic happening. So There was a whole lack of logic yes. in this entire story. Yes. Uh, this is actually the, the story marks the first appearance of the Doctor's 500-year diary. Excellent. Uh, the working title for this story was The Destiny of Doctor Who. Oh. Yeah. Well. Well, I mean, think about it. This is... This is the world's like first viewing of a regeneration. I, yes. I, I think I read something. I was on one of the Doctor Who Facebook groups, and somebody actually recounted what it was like to actually, you know, witness this regeneration. And and he said, you know, like the whole of England lost their, you know, collective cheesy over this. Oh, I bet. So a title like "The Destiny of Doctor Who," yeah, very fitting. This is the uh, first story to show the mutant form of the Daleks, as well as use of the Daleks in the title. Yes, the um, the, uh, we'll get to the animation. I'm sorry. So uh, the animated <laughs> the animated version of this story incorporates a Magpie Electricals logo on the Meteor Storm computer. Okay, I did. I was noticing these things. Uh huh. Um, a Whalen Uton Utani. There we go. Yutani. Yeah. Uh, from the Alien Films logo on the comms device on the governor's desk. And the Bad Wolf meme appears on the on the notice board when the doctor examines the hidden message. So, oh, uh, Taylor, you have a synopsis for us. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I'm jumping the gun here. No, that's okay because we have many, many multiple pages of notes because this is a six-part story. Yes. Okay, I've, I've got more notes than you do, but you do. there's a reason for that. <laughs> All right, my world-famous synopsis. The newly regenerated Doctor, Ben, and Polly land on Vulcan and meet a highly illogical group of scientists who think they can actually revive Daleks and get them to work for them instead of, you know, exterminate the crap out of them. Oh, yeah, definitely. That's exactly what was going to happen. So, And, and there you go. There, there's the story. We'll see you next time. Oh, boy. So... There, uh, okay. So you, we, you're, we, you're, I, I hear a shoot working up here. <laughs> we here at Podcastica, for the most part, uh, remain positive when reviewing Doctor Who episodes. I think we tend to, for the most part, find the positives in every episode, neither big or small. And it was very hard for me to find positives in this one, and I think it all. That opinion hinders on the animation, which was um, subpar. <laughs> I, I think uh, one of us referred to it as, oh, it was just the unpaid interns from Archer. Yes. There was, there was just so many things that were wrong about this. I believe at one point, and I'm just going to go over everything that I saw that was mm -hmm. weird. So before the doctor gets the the button from the dead guy, yes, um, in the TARDIS he already has the button on at one point. Does it really? Yes, I that? it's there and then it disappears. Oh, um, and then there's this weird like the companions both have their regular clothes on, then they have different clothes on, then they have different clothes on again. Wow. And I believe the the original governor he he's the one that has the beard, right? 
Yeah, he's got kind of the salt and pepper looking goateeish beard. Yes, at one point it ch- it changes colors for wow. a brief second, but you can see it. This is just like things that I saw that I was just like, oh boy. And there was just so we start out the story with the regeneration, which is great because I mm-hmm. feel like they don't have that scene like it's not it's non-existent. Yes. I feel like somebody did a pretty good job with the stills before this came out. And, I mean, they did a very good job in this one, too. It looked exactly, I think, how they wanted it to look. Mm-hmm. Um, So, I, I guess when you're recreating something, and we talk about this a lot, we talk about the pacing of old episodes, and, oh my god, the pacing in this, this is probably the worst pacing I've ever seen in Doctor Who. Oh, wow, that's saying something. And I don't know if it's because of the animation, and I'm pretty sure it is because of the animation, because there was so much silence, like, in between stuff, where there was just characters just standing. They were just standing there and looking at... They were just, like, dead-eyed looking at something. Yeah. Or dead-eyed for, looking for straight on. For seconds. Yeah. And that, w- that happened in every episode. And, you know, it's it's tough to say because we don't have, this isn't like a, you know, an episode that we have a live action version that we can compare to the animated version. We have just the audio from the original and then the animated version. And, and I wonder, and I don't know, um, just how much uh, the BBC itself had in terms of like, well, here's the stage direction. Yeah. So try and animate something off of that. I mean, yes, that's that is 100 percent true. And I mean, this one, this entire serial was completely missing and they only have like stills or fragments. That's that's it. So they had to go off of all of that, which is is fine. But I mean, like if you're going off of that and I just don't understand if if whoever was editing this and producing this was looking at this and they just saw like dead air and just a, yeah. just characters staring at the screen and they went yeah that's fine like i can the <laughs> the animation like with things being misplaced or you know like he, he's wearing the button before he ever even comes across the person wearing the button the inspector is it the inspector uh yeah yeah, the examiner. the examiner. Thank you. And it, it it's just like I can I can look past stuff like that. But when you just have these animated characters just staring at nothing for long periods of time, I if I if I had the time to go back and stop watch every scene where it was just like silence, I would. But I, I, I feel like if I was to rough, rough estimate, you probably could have cut out five minutes of this entire uh, serial. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I, I think, honestly, I think overall the, the, the story itself is really kind of big and momentous. I mean, it's, it's oh, a yes. hell of a, a first, sorry, it's a hell of a doctor's first story to have a Dalek story. Oh, definitely. That is just uh, yeah. I mean that 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 that's big to do, and um, I still think maybe six parts was a little too much. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely, it was way too much. That that was just 
I don't even I don't even know like where to yeah, it's just a lot. But I mean, we have to realize like that's probably also, you know, part of the whole thing is it's the it's the it's Trouton's first story, so they want to make it epic, so they want to make it long. Yeah. But there's so many there was just so much stuff happening in this entire serial like I I lost track of names and these people had they had name tags. <laughs> Thankfully. Yes, so I should I would have lost track of them too. So I shouldn't have lost track of their names, but I did. And I, I think the <laughs> and I think for the most part the animation just completely took me out of it. It just felt like uh, they could somebody could have this should have been better animation wise. Yeah. And I mean, oof, it took me right out and I and we had actually talked about this. I asked you which version you were watching were you watching the in color version or were you watching the black and white version and i literally i've i've got comcast cable they have it on demand i had recorded them originally and was kind of watching them um you know like the the next day after they aired and um then rewatched the whole thing to actually take notes on it and um yeah the first three episodes were black and white and then four five and six just they just they were the color ones, and I'm like, oh, okay. This it looks a little bit better in color. Yeah. Well, it, do you do you know it's funny? I watched the first episode in color, and then I watched the rest in black and white. <laughs> Interesting. Because for me, I guess it was originally presented in black and white, so I yes. just wanted to I wanted to get back into that kind of feel, and I did kind of start to enjoy it a little more when I was in black and white interesting okay which is i know it's very strange but um i guess let's dive into this this story a little more well and i was just actually going to suggest because you know obviously you know you've got these feelings and there's kind of like i don't know maybe these these larger things we can talk about do we necessarily want to do like a play-by-play of six episodes worth of this no we don't <laughs> uh, you know maybe 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 just hit the high points and and kind of hit the maybe more momentous yes. things or just all the stuff you want to complain about i mean whichever well i i don't want to i don't want to <laughs> bomb- i don't want to take over this entire episode with me going and another thing he was wearing that hat and then it got went back to him and the hat was smaller i don't know like i don't know that hat was pretty flipping tall it was right? huge that's, that's, that's I'm like there's no way that that hat was really that big what now I don't know because I have I don't think I've ever seen him wear the have we watched an episode with him wearing this hat I don't think so I've never seen this hat and it was gigantic it was like he was a witch or a warlock <laughs> I swear I feel like there are are pictures of him um you know still pictures of him wearing that hat and i swear to god it's not even half as tall as the cartoon the cartoon the animation i don't know that i can quite call this a cartoon but the animation makes it seem yes uh i guess another another couple of things about the animation let's just talk about um patrick Troughton. i thought his animation looked great that's mm-hmm. and the daleks looked great yes they did but that did. was really about it <laughs> there were some scenes every once in a while where I was like, "Oh, that was really cool." Like there was um they did this cool like silhouette scene in the second episode um while the doctor was like kind of looking 
over the Daleks. And, oh, there's that really creepy line at the end of episode one when you find out that there are Daleks and the doctor says, come in and meet the Daleks. I'm like, oh, my, that's (laughs) no. What? Right. And, you know, I guess I'll ask a question. What did you think overall of, and it's kind of hard because we only have the audio, so we can't really talk about, what did you think of uh, Troughton in his first episode, I guess? Um, you know, I, I liked it. I think he was really kind of working hard already to make the role his own. Yes. And to, um, you know, I, I, I feel like we always look at Hartnell as kind of this, uh, more grandfatherly, uh, character. And, you know, I think Troughton very consciously, uh, made an effort to be like, okay, that's that's all well and good. I'm now going to be, you know, this way, and I'm going to act mischievous. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good way of putting it. Yeah, he's very mischievous, especially towards the end where he gets knocked out, and then they're uh, like, "Hey, you did it!" And he's like, "Oh, I did what?" But he <laughs> he knows obviously what he and, did. And you already, and you also destroyed our power grid. Oh, did I do that? <laughs> and he's got this kind of almost maniacal laughter to it. Yeah, totally. All right. So, um, in in episode, what is it? So, more on the animation because I guess you know that's the big part of that. There was some cool. They did some cool things, as I said earlier in the, in the second episode. There is um, the reflection of the person who is talking about the Daleks as he's looking at it, but you can see his reflection in the Dalek. Mm-hmm. So they did do some cool stuff. It was just overall not, not very good. It was just stuff where like, well, okay, look, we, we need to make Polly walk. Okay. Well, her legs are just going to go up and down. They won't actually bend. Yes. <laughs> it, it, there, there was some stuff that that's just like, well, I mean, we, we, we both kind of compare it to like what we see on Archer where, but, but it really is. It's, it's like, it's like they just borrowed all their unpaid interns that are like, yeah, um, here, work on this and we'll give you you know, college credit for it or something. Somebody, I actually showed someone the animation and they said, I'm pretty sure you could make something better on paint. Oh, wow. Yeah. I was like, wow, that's a that's hard geez. blow across well, the bow. True, true. Uh, there was a Marco Polo reference in. I did. And we talked about the 500 year diary, and I thought that was very yeah. funny just because we're yeah. at the 2000 year diary now. Right. And he do, we did get a reference to uh, Marco Polo, which is another, I think, completely, which is funny enough, another completely lost episode of oh, Doctor yeah, Who. Oh, yeah, that's true. And that one, I think, is eight parts. Oh, my God. If you do that, please hire a better animator. Yes, please. Or give everyone a copy of MS Paint. Yes, a very good good point of MS Paint. <laughs> um is it, and I also feel like this is our first interaction at and wh- when I say our first interaction, I am talking solely on the podcast uh with the with Ben and Polly. Yes. This is this is our first Ben and our first Polly story and I I think at a couple points in my notes, I refer to them as opposites of the opposite sides of the same coin. Yes, um, because 
you know, here they're, they're now having to deal with, to them, is a different person, but it's still the doctor, and uh, Polly's a lot more trusting and believing, and Ben's like, who the hell are you, old man? Or, you know, where did you come from? And uh, is actually very stubborn and thick-headed, and, and Polly is, seems a lot more emotional and, and uh, instinctual, perhaps. Yeah, I I... I enjoyed them again, kind of hard with the animation. I enjoyed, yeah. I enjoyed them as as characters, and I did enjoy watching them try to work through. It's, it, I guess, it's kind of hard because they were kind of trying to work through that the that's not the doctor, but we just yep. saw him change. That we're also being kidnapped and chloroformed, so it's kind of hard <laughs> for us to deal with that other thing. When we, yes. When we when we're being kidnapped, and I guess the other thing, I think, oh, we got to mention the penny whistle. Oh my god, I didn't I didn't realize that his using that starts literally <laughs> right from the get go. Immediately. So immediately. And he's just constantly playing it to the yes. to the point of annoyance, which is, I I feel like he is. T- testing everyone around him with it that that could be one way of looking at it just to see how much he can bend them with before he breaks them Uh uh-huh and i guess we should probably talk about how the daleks come to i believe there's like a they crash and the the they find them but there's only two but then they find out that one is missing yeah the um, I guess this Dalek capsule had crashed into a mercury swamp, and the initial kind of like thing that Lesterson and uh, Janley are marveling about is that the metal hasn't corroded or anything. And so yeah. what can we do with this metal? And yes, I think it's originally uh, uh, two Daleks, and they find that you know, oh no, Lesterson's actually snuck in there before. There's a third Dalek, and he's doing stuff with it. Yeah. Lesterson, who is the scientist, and he's trying to get the... He's trying to get the Dalek that he took working. Um, Yes. And he eventually does, and the Dalek speaks, and that was also... I love the old Uh, classic Dalek voice. Yeah. the, the, The first time that it speaks... Um, you know, even despite it being animated, I mean, it's, it's still the original audio. So you got to keep that in mind. It, yes. it almost would have been better had they released this as like a, I don't know, a remastered big finish thing instead. Um, but yeah, the first time that it, it squeaks out, I am your servant. <laughs> and I was like, Oh man, that gave me chills. Yes. It totally gave me chills. It is very, Aww. very, very creepy. Uh, most definitely. And it's, it's, one of the things that I liked about the story, the story, not the animation, um, is it's almost like you've got multiple parties at work here and they are all like pulling a long con. Yes. On- yeah, because you have the rebels and then you have the government, but then some of the government is working with the rebels and some of the rebels are not sure if the re- I don't know there's a lot of moving parts yes there exactly there's a lot of moving parts and you know even for me being maybe both of us being so steeped in doctor who to to see anyone on screen who goes oh what are these pepper pot looking things 
oh, maybe we can make nice with them. Oh, geez. You're like, really? Does anybody in the universe think that? Apparently they do. Well. <laughs> but I find uh, that kind of weird. Yes, especially because there's one point where there's a bunch of them just saying, we will get our power. And there's people yeah. watching them. And they're like, yeah, it seems le- legit. Let's just keep working with them. <laughs> I'm like, this is a an army of Daleks chanting the same thing together. You should probably be more uh, worrisome about it. You would think. (laughs) And it's funny because there was one point uh, late in the story. I don't remember if it was episode. It must have been episode five um, where this one Dalek was talking about because apparently they, they run on static electricity. Don't get a balloon and a carpet near these guys i guess um and um (laughs) and the dalek is like yes and it will make us more useful yes really (laughs) really the dalek just catches himself like oh i probably shouldn't say you know powerful or capable of exterminating i I almost expected half of the daleks to just start snickering Right, <laughs> like God. a Dalek laughing in that robotic voice. Oh wow! <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness! And so let's talk a little bit about Lesterson because at first he he wants to you know he wants to figure out what's going on with the Daleks. Then he's like, "Ooh, the Daleks are cool. They're our servants and stuff." And then he just <laughs> completely loses his mind after he sees that they are actually. They have a, a Dalek assembly line. Um, they totally do. This Dalek capsule has got to be a lot bigger than it looks like. Yes. In the animation, because I'm like, where where did they that? Yeah, where did all of this come from? I w- <laughs> well, well, no, wait a second. I don't know about where where all the space inside came from, but they were they had this whole discussion about requisitioning uh, like these materials because the Daleks were gonna build them a new. Uh, you know, meteor shower computer because apparently this this colony loses a bunch of weather satellites all the time because meteors keep crashing into them. Yes, yeah, and so yeah, so it's the Daleks skimming this 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 material off the top to go build more of themselves. Yep, they're just uh, you know they're like three's a crowd, so <laughs> we just need we need a, a whole bunch more. Yep. <sighs> And then they had the like the the Dalek fast food joint with the fryer. Oh God, that's exactly what it was. <laughs> that first shot where they go and they, they they dip the wire basket in and they they lift out some deep fried Dalek. <laughs> yes, it's so ridiculous. And, and 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 what's funny is that I had no idea. I had no idea that fifty years ago was the first time that we saw the quote-unquote creature that is inside the Dalek casing. Yeah. You know, the first time that I ever saw that was 2005. It was the Ninth Doctor. It was, I mean, okay, yes, you kind of saw some goop and stuff and remembers the Daleks after Ace bashes the crap out of yeah. uh, some of these Daleks. But you don't really, to see to see the, the actual wiggly Dalek for the first time. Yeah, it's pretty frightening. 
Totally. I, I mean, and I, I almost hope... Think of how terrifying that was in 66. I wonder if there are stills of what it actually looked like. I'm sure they they tried to do it as best they could, but then again, I just complained about the animation for 20 minutes, so... <laughs> I just think it's funny that they, they had, like, the bottom half of the dollar, and they just, you know, dumped it in yes. down there at the bottom somewhere and then put the top on. Oh, boy. Let me see what else of note. Yeah, there, there's that character Valmar who's just like switching sides just as the wind blows. It kind of seemed that way. Huh? It was just kind of like that with almost everyone. And I mean, it was a little hard to follow, to be honest. It was. I mean, this this really. I think you're right. I mean, they they. I think they were shooting for something kind of epic, and and to do that, you often need. A larger cast of characters. Yes, uh, yeah, agreed. But but just to just to touch back on Lesterson real quickly, or as I like to call him, Lesty. Um, <laughs> look, when I got to write notes really quickly, everybody gets a nickname. Um, it was like right, like at the very end. I'll, well, I'll just come out and say it now. Episode six is 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 just a freaking bloodbath. Oh yes. Um, it 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 is nothing. It is almost almost nonstop death. Yeah, um, and uh, I guess the, is this I don't know if we have a note on this or if you know this offhand. Is this the first time like cuz at the beginning like people are getting killed too, like by other people, like gunfire. Oh, yes, yes, by gunfire, by you know, dropping them in mercury swamps or whatever. Um yeah, I don't actually have a note on how many uh people die. But when when you get to the end of the whole story, you go, wow, like almost literally everybody died. Yes. This is like Shakespearean in scope. Yes. Or the end of class. Yeah. <laughs> God, or the end of class. That's right. <laughs> um, which BBC America still wants you to think is brand new and coming in April. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, uh, no, Lesterson, in, in one of his final scenes, you almost think that he's like, I don't know, like got this like crazy Stockholm syndrome kind of thing going on where he, where he, he starts trying to talk like a Dalek and yes, ultimately the Daleks are like, yeah, we don't need you anymore. Zap, zap, zap. What does he say? I feel like he says something. He says, I'm your servant. I am your servant. And they're like, we don't need servants. And then they zap him. They totally do. And it's he's they zap him and he just stands there and uh, there's no noise. He's just standing there and I'm like, is it did he go to a different plane of existence where this doesn't like hurt him? <laughs> and then it cuts away to the doctor like fiddling with the power source and then it cuts back and he's on the ground. I'm like, Oh, I guess he died. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh And again, there's there's like we we can't tell if like okay did it look that way in the original? I yeah who knows I mean did he actually just, just stand there and just stare off in space and fall over? Who knows? We'll never I, know. We'll never know. Uh, All we have is this. Uh, can I also say um, Valmar ends up shooting the uh, the governor? Oh, <laughs> so well, the governor or 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 Bregan? Bregan who declares himself the governor. Okay, fair enough. By he, that point. Yeah. He ends up shooting him, and he says he was a murderer. And I'm like, but you just <laughs> murdered him. Do you not see the... 
Ah, uh, whatever. You're okay, I guess. <laughs> you know, that kind of logic would work really well in current politics. Oh, wait. No, yeah. It go there. Maybe would. Maybe would. Oy. I'm trying to think if there's a, really anything else I want I want to say about this. Wow. About, about the whole story? Yeah. <laughs> oh. I mean, you can take you can take the lead here because I remember a decent amount of stuff. But um, well, should we talk about Janley? Oh, a little bit. Yes. Who I kept wanting to call Janie because I kept dropping the L. Yes. Notes. And she was—I feel like she was another one that was flip-flopping around. I, you know, I don't know that she necessarily was flip-flopping. I, th- I think she was. Um, I think she was a rebel right from the start, but. In working with Bregan to that end, but at the same time, Bregan's got his own, uh, his but own plan, his own agenda, his own agenda. Thank you. Much like everyone else in this story, pretty much. Uh, and I, I think once she kind of realizes that, and that that this revolution has turned more into a uh, an an. Er, 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 Usurper, an usurpation. Oh, a usurper. Yes, I've got it in my notes somewhere. And I'm like, I'm using big words, damn it. I used to be an English major. I used to be an English teacher. I know these things. And I'm just stuffing up even more now. God help me. <laughs> um, I, I think she realizes, oh, wait, I've been played. I'm I'm on the wrong side of things now. Yeah. The, um, I don't know. I didn't... Uh... <laughs> She was. It was just like Lesterson's. Like, hey, the the Daleks. They're they're pretty bad. But she's like, I don't know. I kind of like them now. Yes. And then well, at the I, end, she's like, Wait a minute. They're gonna kill me. I don't like them anymore. Exactly. And and, and even even Valmar was. Oh, uh, yeah. Was was you know fooled on that? I'm trying to because I, I quoted it down here somewhere. Valmar was uh, like, I could have been like, Hey Valmar, I have. Uh, have you seen these new? Reese's pieces that are in Reese's peanut butter cups, and he would have been like, "Yeah, you're. I'm with you now." Oh yeah, he's we're we're friendly with the Daleks, so that that's great. You can be friendly with the Daleks all you want; they're still going to exterminate your sorry butt. Yeah, ah, uh, friendly At with the, the, do- the friendly friendly with the Daleks. The little known, uh, never filmed episode of Doctor Who. <laughs> is that the one where Katie Manning gets naked with the, is that getting friendly with the Dalek? I, I, I would assume so. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. God. I think it's funny that, that, you know, this, this all takes place in the future. Um, yes. And, and, I, and I put that in quotations because I think it only is supposed to take place in like 2020 or something like that. Oh geez. Um, yeah, I know. Right. And, and, uh, a couple of the more incidental characters refer to the Daleks as pepper pots. Now, understandably, because they look like pepper pots. Yes. But this is the future. Who keeps their pepper in pots anymore? Isn't there some sort of like magic futuristic way to contain your pepper other than putting it in a pot? I agree. I feel like a robot should I... like have it or something, right? <laughs> well, it does, but it also has a laser gun and a suction cup oh. arm to carry a glass of water to you. <laughs> that was. Are you fi- that was that, are you finished with your water? And he looks at you, he's like, "No, I'm not." <laughs> <laughs> this is so stupid. 
Oh my god! I did. I did. I did like, and I guess this is one part of the story that I did thoroughly enjoy. That um, Lesterson was smart enough to take off the weapon of the first Dalek. Right. I thought that was very, very smart. But then later, he's like, "Yeah, let's just put it back on." (laughs) So it was smart for a little bit, just to see what what they were going on, and it kind of almost seemed like. And I was a little confused by the Daleks at one point. I feel like they, somebody gets killed. Let me find this line because okay. it was just so, it was so weird. Cause I was like, are the, oh, there we go. So they kill the, the, the governor or no, okay. I, uh, do they kill the governor Pencil? or d- does the Daleks, the Daleks ultimately kill Hensel. If I remember right. Yes. So, and then immediately afterwards, one of the Daleks says, "You." He, he says something like, "Humans always r- feel the need to destroy each other." Why? And it was like some weird, like quote that I never yes. thought. I'd... Yes, yes, yes. Wasn't that it weird? Actually, it was. I totally have a note where it's like, "Oh, oh, yes," and the Dalek with the poignant question, which is like, yeah. "What?" <laughs> yeah, because he's basically inquiring. It's like, why do humans kill other humans? And but and it it was so weird because like what we know of Daleks like why did why would you care? <laughs> it's like cool you you exterminated that guy now I'm going to exterminate you. I don't know. I, I mean, granted, I mean what we know what we know of the Daleks is now fifty years on. Yeah, from this story. Yes. Um, and I and I think a lot of and I'm going to take a, a little bit of a leap here because I've I've watched some um older science fiction and stuff. Um, you know, science fiction is great because it can always take real world issues and real world questions, you know, current questions and kind of, uh, set them in a different context so we can look at them and, and broach these, these important questions without going, Oh my God, why are we focusing on like right here and right now? And, you know, it may have even been kind of a, a you know, an early anti-war sentiment for 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 the the mid to late '60s. You know, why why do people kill other people? Yeah. But when you put it in the context of like, here it is off in the future. Here are these uh, robots, uh, or well, not exactly robots. Anyway, here are these Daleks who, um, you know, yes, their whole. Uh, point of existing is three things exterminate annihilate and destroy but yeah. they don't at least at this point i know i know shush i can hear you on twitter already i know down the road there wind up being multiple factions of daleks and they will attack each other but at this point they are all effectively you know one race with one goal yeah and i i, I think coming at it from that perspective it asking Look, that person was human. You're human. Why? Why are you doing this? Very poignant. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. Know. It was very rambly there. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. It's it's perfectly fine. I mean, it it makes total sense. It's just so out of maybe that Dalek survived somehow. Maybe. And was like, we must choose a different way. <laughs> and then it's just serving humans ice cream or something. I don't know. It's, it's, it's a Dalek Buddha. It's just a much fatter Dalek. <laughs> and it's, it's a lot. 
<laughs> and it meditates. Oh, um, I'm that. It levitates yes, too. What's that? It levitates as well. It levitates. That's right. <laughs> that's exactly right. And because we have to admit, yes, the very last episode in this story is almost constant death. Yes. Mostly for the humans, but ultimately we do get a payoff. Because there really is nothing more fun to watch than a bunch of exploding Nalaks. Yeah, oh my goodness. Can we please talk about that? Um, be my guest. It, okay, so uh, first of all, that was another... I thought that looked amazing. Yes. And I almost wonder, like, it's like, man, do you think this looked? it looked anything like that on, on the original film? I, honestly, I, I hope so. I mean, it, it, it doesn't take much to put, you know, in terms of, of, of TV making, uh, to put a, a small explosive charge Yes. Uh, in something that, that probably at that time, I'm guessing, was mostly made of wood. Oh, yeah. I could be okay. wrong. I could be wrong, but I, I think they, they probably were mostly uh, uh, wood and maybe some a uh, little bit of metal, uh, right, some plastic bits. But anyway... Um, and, and and blow it up. Um, did it necessarily look quite as good as the animation did, where they're kind of like spiraling out of control oh. and crashing into each other, and they're both blowing up and everything? <laughs> probably not. Uh, probably not quite. But if you, I'm sure if you were able to look at it in the context of like, you know, here's here's a show that's only in its fourth season. Yes. Uh, here's here's TV in general in the 1960s. And we're gonna take these creatures and just, just blow them up. Let's just fire off every single one of them that we can. Uh, it was probably pretty impressive. Oh, I bet. It, yeah, I I think if anything, that's where the animation in this shined was in that scene. Yeah, and I I would almost say with with the Daleks in general. I yes, think, I think the animation did pretty darn well, and maybe Daleks are just easier to animate than people. <laughs> I mean, it, it kind of looks like they were. Well, almost everybody looked like they had these horribly dark circles around their eyes. Yes. And everyone, and like, they almost, all zombies. go ahead, sorry. Oh, it just seemed to me like, like, oh my God, they're like, they're all zombies or something. Yeah, and it almost seemed like they were almost like marionettes. Like they'd ah, randomly yes. move their, their, it almost seemed like they could only animate their shoulders so their arms would move. Uh-huh. Does that make sense? It totally makes sense. I, man, there's in just in fact if if they had actually if they had actually hired real people to control actual marionettes and made it like a freaking episode of Thunderbirds, that would have been amazing. There's a reference for you, kids. Yeah, uh, go Google that one up. <laughs> um, I I would watch that if somebody was like, "Hey, I'm gonna recreate this episode of Doctor Who, but all I got marionette puppets." You could be like, "Look, all I've got." is a bunch of like, you know, uh, uh, you know, Jim Henson like Muppets. I would watch that in a heartbeat. Oh man, that'd be so great. I'd be all over that. Oh, I totally would too. I, I would please somebody let, let's do that. I, I actually kind of love puppetry on some level. Um, let's, let's find a way. Let's, let's do a marionette episode of, of Dr. Who, where they're all kind of like, floating around in their arms. I'm doing the motion right now. It's really <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> you know, or be like, okay, let's, let's get a bunch of, I don't know, Kermit the Frog puppets and, 
you know, this one's the doctor and this one's the companion and, you know. Well, that would be awesome. Dalek. Although at one point, you know how there's that whole like, um, like, you know, hooded Kermit meme. Yes. Going around. Very first episode of this story at one point, like in the TARDIS, just after he's regenerated. Oh. There's like, there's like the dark Troughton meme. Yes. Going on and he's hooded. And I'm like, oh my God, we've got to do something with this. We've got to do something with this. The and I think that was the um when he's kind of trying to switch clothes scene. Yes. Which was just like silence. It was a lot. Okay. And it was just like the two companions looking at each other and then cut back to the doctor kind of looking through something and then it was oof, it was bad. Yeah. Yeah. I luckily, you know, since then they've improved on oh, let's let's pick out the new doctor's outfit scenes. Yes. Um but yes, I just, you know, watching it through the second time to take notes, and here's this dark hooded Troughton, and I'm like, oh my God, Kermit. <laughs> oh, man. Yep. Yep. I mean, that's um, that's pretty much all I got to say. You got anything, I'm... any other main things? Oh, I'm kind of just glancing at my notes really quickly. You know, jumping back just to things that we did like about the animation... Any time that somebody was like talking to somebody else on the video phone, yes, they, they could have animated a perfectly clear picture. Oh that. yeah, I like the effect. I like the fact that they went and actually kind of made it kind of like, oh, it's a little fuzzy, it's a little staticky, it's a little, you know, it's not a clear picture. It would have been so easy to be like, oh, let's just do a clear picture. Yeah. <laughs> so I appreciate the fact that they was like, oh yeah, it's a slightly fuzzy transmission. Let's let's recreate that. That's it's small, but I like it. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I'm not sure I've got much else I need to say about this either. Oh, the doctor had some good lines. Um, there's one in the second episode, and somebody says that he's talking nonsense. He's like, "I never talk nonsense. Hardly never. <laughs> Hardly never. Hardly never." Oh, I wish I had enjoyed this episode a little more because. Uh, Patrick Troughton is my favorite classic. Well, one of my favorite classic uh, doctors. Yeah. And yeah, that kind of made me a little sad too. But I mean, I guess you can't like them all. No, that's true. I mean, you know, I've got plenty of, you know, I love the seventh doctor and he's got some stories that are like, uh, yeah, that was, that was kind of a rough one. That, that wasn't fantastic, you know? And, fourth doctor as well you know it's yeah but he's he had a seven-year run so it's like you can you can have some bad ones and still have the vast majority be really good ones oh yeah definitely um but yeah i i really again overall i think i think for this doctor's first story to do a dalek story is hugely ambitious um i'm sure everybody on the production wanted uh, production team wanted to come out swinging and 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 show that hey yeah we got a different actor playing this but it's the doctor it's the same adventure you're gonna you know you're used to seeing and a lot of that and and i think had the original print survived to this day i we might have a different take on this oh yeah i i 100 percent agree um but you know <laughs> we we do yeah. not have a TARDIS and we can't go back and save it. No. 
alas, we can't. And that, and that really is a bummer. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, well. Oh, well. So um, I personally, I would, if I was recommending this to someone, I'd say maybe, because, I mean, maybe some people really like the animation, uh, that's just you know a personal opinion, and if, I mean uh-huh. if 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 you can get through the animation, I'm sure you will enjoy it more than I did. I'm just I don't know. I guess I'm a critic now. <laughs> I'd 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 say it's worth watching. If if anything, to say that you know you've seen it now. I mean it's yeah. it's it is Patrick Troughton's first story. It's worth seeing if only for that. And you know if you've got a Either enjoy the animation, and if so, that's fantastic because you got to kind of stomach your way through. You know what? Shut the lights off, close your eyes, just listen to the episode, and picture it all in your head. I should have done. You should have told me to do that. I probably would have done that. I didn't realize you were gonna, you know, come oh, down lambast some, the some, animation. <laughs> lambast the animation. Yes. Well, yeah. Oh well. Next time. Next time. So, speaking of next time. Yes. Taylor, you're up. This is your your pick, and we are uh, we're venturing a little uh, further down the the timeline here. So, uh... <laughs> indeed, we are. Yeah, um, you know, it's funny. We do these firsts, we do these lasts, we do these. I don't know everything but the middle. It seems sometimes. Um, next time, we're going to be watching Survival, uh, starring Sylvester McCoy as the Doctor, Sophie Aldred as Ace and Anthony Ainley as the master, along with a bunch of cheetah people. Uh, this was written by Rona Monroe, who's coming back to do a story for season 10, and oh. directed by Alan Waring. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, is this the very last of the first run of Doctor Who, the classic run? Correct. Okay. This is the last three episodes late in 1989 of classic Doctor Who. This was the precipice of the wilderness. Oh boy. Oh, doesn't that make it sound dramatic? It does. It makes it sound very dramatic. And I just like to thank everybody at home who's listening for, uh, making their way through all my snuggles tonight. (laughs) And through my ranting and raving about animation. You know what? It, 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 personally, John, I, I think it is good that we don't always agree I think it's good that we don't always, uh, you know, just adore uh, yeah. the episodes. I, I think, yes, I think most of the time we will look at an episode and if something is kind of off the rails, it's at least off the rails in a really funny way. Yes, definitely. And we have uh, we have had those in the past, especially with, I want to say, season eight um, and maybe some some other episodes. Oh, definitely, and and plenty in classic Who. Oh yes, uh, where stuff just gets bonkers, and it's like okay. Although I think we need to work harder on bringing back the uh, the Duggan scale. Oh, the Duggan scale. Yeah, we kind of right? lost uh, lost we our lost way with that. that. We need to bring back, you know, our our punch of the week kind of. Uh, yeah, I don't think there was. I think didn't the doctor punch somebody in this? Uh, yes. Yeah, punched somebody him. punched the doctor. I think, and then he punched somebody later, right? Wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, he's that kind of doctor, apparently. <laughs> he's just <laughs> punching people. Yeah, that's right. Um. Okay. So, 
Yes, very excited to revisit uh, Sylvester McCoy. I I miss him greatly. I, I yeah, I'll I'll be interested because I don't think I've actually watched this particular story since maybe the very early nineties. Oh my goodness! And I have never yeah. seen it, so exciting. Well, I will be interested to hear your take on it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter, uh, the Podcastica. You can follow me on Twitter at JP Thrice, and you can follow Taylor on Twitter. At Apex Buddha. Uh, subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher. Just search Podcastica. Rate and review us as well, and you can also subscribe to us on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash the N-O-T-L-G. A uh, huge shout-out to the Y-Axes. They do our music, they do Girls Interrupting's music, and they now do Yakety Cast's music. They have nice. al- always been very kind to us. So check them out on Twitter at the Y axes. You can like their Facebook page, facebook.com slash the Y axes. And you can check them out on the Y And you can listen to their brand new album on Spotify. And you can also buy it on that Bandcamp site. Uh, it is amazing. The really first two songs, uh, the first song is the podcastic song. And the second song is the Yakety cast theme. So maybe if we get we convince everyone, we'll just have the entire album will be <laughs> will be entrance or intro songs to every NOTLG podcast. That would be pretty impressive. Uh, head on over to notlg.spreadshirt.com and get your Podcastica shirt before Gallifrey. <laughs> Heck yes. Um, I I got to remember to pack mine. I also just ordered a. Because as I've said on here before, I order or I I wear wrestling shirts because I know why everyone's there, but I want to know if you like the other thing that I'm obsessed with as well. (laughs) So I just ordered a new shirt, which I will um, hopefully will be here by the time that rolls around. So anyway, um, (laughs) thank you for listening, and we will talk to you guys next time as we discuss survival. And we will see you then. Bye. Recording a podcast. Okay. Um, <laughs> Apparently singing some show tunes. Yeah, I don't know what is going on.